This is, you might say, part two to ferals of planting seed. And I am going to be very transparent today in some things that I keep at my house. When people come over, I hide them. So, just a little background. I am single, have been single, never even close to being married. Um, and my work background, knowledge, I am in churches every day of the week. If I'm not on site with them, I am online with them on the phone. So some of the things you hear today is from my work life because you name it, I've been in that church. It's an interesting job sometimes, but that is where some of the knowledge comes from today, not Providence knowledge. It's my work knowledge. So we're not doing overheads today. Number one, Monica's not here, but I want you to take notes because I'm a teacher. And some of you are going to need to take notes, and I need, Riley, I need to see your face because you're my point of contact over there. <clears throat> so the title of this is Planning Versus Preparing. Planning versus preparing. Webster's Dictionary, plan. It's a noun. What is a noun, Miss English teachers? What is a noun? Person, place, thing, or idea. A method for achieving an end. A detailed formulation of a program of action, goal, or aim. Plan. Prepare. Verb. What is a verb? Shows action. Definition of Webster. To make ready beforehand for some purpose, use, or activity. To put in a proper state of mind. To work out the details of. To put together. To get ready. Verb shows action. Prepare. My favorite part of the definition, to make competent as by training, skill, or ability. To make ready in advance. Jeremiah 29, 11. Most of you can quote it. Some people hate it because when you're graduating, that's all you hear. Oh, Jeremiah 29, 11. When you're single, that's all you hear. Oh, I know the plans. Jeremiah 29, 11. When you're wanting a baby, oh, Jeremiah 29, 11. It fits everything and we get to where we don't like that scripture. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that before. Thanks. Heard that before. For I know the plans I have for you. What's this saying? For I, I, who's I? The Lord. For I know the definition. For I know the methods for achieving your end. Whole new world to that verse. Oh, for I know the plans. Yeah, okay. For I know the methods for achieving your end. My word. King James Version, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Definition of expect. Let me read it again. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an end to look for as likely to occur or appear. Likely to occur or appear. That's your end. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. A man's mind has a method for achieving an end. But the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. A battlefield of the mind. I got a method. 
But Jeremiah 20, 11, 29, 11 says, For I know the method. Battlefield of the mind. Proverbs 19, 21. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Many methods for achieving an end are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Many of us have made plans, pretty much every one of us in the room have made plans, but yet we have failed to prepare. We have made a thing or idea, but we have failed to put action to it. Riley just graduated. Bet she's planning on going to college. The question is, has she prepared and put action to it? Another example, having a baby. Oh, I'm planning on it. Yeah, we're planning on having a baby. Action. Have you prepared to have a baby? I had a friend, her sister was pregnant. Everybody knows, nine months. When the ba- she planned on having a baby, at least for nine months, when the baby got there, she had one outfit. I don't even think she had a blanket. So, of course, my friend, her sister, went and bought a bunch of stuff. But the mama failed to prepare, and she still, she knew about it for nine months, and she still didn't prepare. No bottles in the house, no diapers in the house. She just planned on it. No action. A farmer. A farmer can't live without preparing because he can buy seeds all day long and they can sit in the barn and they can rot because he planned on planting a farm. But until he prepares, goes and puts the seed in the ground, he's not done anything. To prepare, I've got to get my seed in the ground. It's not enough to carry it around and sit that little pack of wildflower mix I got sitting on the dresser. It'll sit there for two years. Because I'm planning on planting some wildflowers. But until I prepare, I go out there and whatever. I'm not a green thumb. Till the ground, dig it up, dig the rocks out, and put the seed in the ground and cover it up. I have not done anything. It's a fantasy world. I've planned it. Tithe versus offering versus seed. Tithes. What is tithes? 10% of your gross. Some say, oh, I'll do it on the net. Gross, what if you're wrong on the net? Can't be wrong. Gross. Offering. Anything above the 10%. The seed, a sacrificial offering to see God move above and beyond where you are now. John Natale said when he was here, and some of you may have caught it because he said it real quick in passing. There was three levels of finances or something. It was three levels. Poverty, provision, and abundance. And when he said it, My first thought was, I've been in provision. Because, you know, God provides. Jehovah Jireh, that's what I claim him as. Provision. This is what God gave me. Poverty is not given at all. Provision, paying your tithes. Because he honors that. That's what's owed to him. The abundance is where your offerings and seed offerings are anything above 10% and your sacrificial offering to see him move above and beyond. That's where your abundance is. Writing on the envelope. We're trying to get in the envelope system, I believe, here. Um, The offering envelope is a point of contact for you. Okay, if you've heard Gary Cassis' CDs, he talks about the point of contact. 
a word given to you could be a point of contact for you. A scripture that God gives you to stand on that word is your point of contact. A date is your point of contact. But it's something that's specific to you. Write it on the envelope. My previous church where I was the secretary and did the deposits, people wrote scriptures on their envelope. And before those envelopes were opened, I laid hands on them and said, Father, for every envelope that's written on, I stand in agreement with this scripture and with these promises that these are declaring. The elders, when they count the deposit, I want them to see an envelope or see the scripture in the four part and say, I come in agreement because that is my authority. The elders cover me. I expect them to cover me. And if they don't, I'm going to be mad at them because they are my spiritual covering, especially being single. I don't have a, a husband to cover me. I expect Farrell, Jay, Keith, and Daylene to cover me because they're the only covering I have. So my, I want them to see a scripture. I don't have to write, oh, you know, this is what I'm believing for, this bill to be debt paid. No, they can see my scripture the Lord has given me that I'm standing on and say, I come in agreement because where two or three are gathered in agreement, it's done. Aside from the scripture, when I ask, it's done. But I need somebody to agree, and there's nobody at my house to agree with me. Okay? It's just me, and whoever sees the offering in that planter, plant, seed, planter, okay, to agree with me. Um, some of the scriptures, you have to find your own, but here's some that I have done, and I have bought a um, little index card with the little spirals and started writing them out so I can put my name in them instead of he or she in the Bible. And so it fits in my pocketbook, and I can flip it and apply what I need to apply. For a promise, 2 Corinthians 1.20, for the promises of God are yes and Amen. You know what amen means? Agreement and so be it. So in my mind, this is just a side note, when people say, you know, pastor's preaching and somebody says amen, I'm thinking, okay, they just said so be it. And he was saying something negative to make a point. Okay, I need to tell them, uh, amen, so be it. Let it be done. Ephesians 3.20 now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that Kim asks or thinks, according to the power that worketh in Kim. Put your name in it. Matthew 21, 22. All things Kim asks in prayer, believing Kim will receive. It's not Kim might receive. Kim will receive it. For my children... I know I'm having boys because I found me a scripture. <laughs> and it was recently. All your, Isaiah 54, 3. This is for you, Natasha, my hero. All your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. Yeah. All my sons, s with an S, Good. them twin boys is coming. Let me be transparent. <laughs> Them twin boys are coming. All my sons will be taught of the Lord. My business, I'm, self, I'm considered a self-employment. Many of you, there's businesses God's given to you, and you haven't acted. You've planned on it. Preparing. Isaiah 48, 17, and this should be for everybody. But you need to put your name in it. I am the Lord your God who teaches Kim to profit, who leads Kim in the way she should go. One of my prayers is, okay, God, if it's I'm not supposed to be in that church, I don't want to go. So there's sometimes, there's weeks I don't go anywhere. And then all of a sudden it's like I hit a bunch of churches. So it fluctuates, but if he's not in it, I don't want to go. Deuteronomy 8.18 8, 
You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Power to make wealth. Make is creative. It's not go out there and sweat for 15, 20 hours a day. He gives us power to make it. God, Gary Cassie said this, God can only affect change in areas you're involved with. What's an area that you said, mm, I don't want to mess with that? I don't want to mess with that. He can't touch it until you put your hand to it and get involved in it. Some of us have been pregnant, which pregnancy we know from dream school, promise, birthing. Some of us have been pregnant for nine months, nine years, 19 years, nine weeks, and we have still not seen our promise because we are not prepared. We're still planning on it. A few weeks back, my friend Sherry in Valdosta, that's her name, Sherry in Valdosta, um, we were talking and the Lord was really dealing with this. It, when it was after John Natalie come, and if you weren't here, I'm sorry, you missed that. It's what he said to me. <clears throat> but uh, she, she and I, we kind of run parallel in our walk. So usually when she's down, I'm up and I'm pumping her and saying, and she's like, oh my word, that fits with exactly what I'm going through. So we kind of run parallel in our walk and um, the planning versus preparing, I told her, I said, you know, and I got real excited on the phone. I said, I have been planning on getting married for 15, 20 years. I said, I don't know how long it is. I said, but I am moving from planning to preparation. And when I said it, I failed. I was sitting at my computer desk sideways in my chair looking into my kitchen, and I felt it break. Some of you need to get home or whenever and say, I am, and out loud. And it may be in a conversation. It and she's like, that's right, Kim, that's right. And, and then I text her after we hung up. I said, I don't know if you felt it, because she's a little Baptist girl that likes Pentecostal. I said, I don't know if you felt it, but God was all in that. You know, and it's pushing her to move. You're right, you're right, I need to prepare. And it started from her brother planning a vacation. Well, you know, she and I usually go to the beach on vacation, and we planned all last summer to go, and guess what? We never went. And her brother's the same. And she said, he can plan. He can talk about it all day long. And he can plan. But he never prepares. And that's what started this whole thing, thanks to her. So, um, in my transparency, this is the thing I hide when people come over. This is my wedding planning book. I cover it up when people come because, you know, it's like, oh, you're single. And first thing people say, well, you got, got a prospect? No. I sure don't. And the scripture on it says, I found the one my heart loves. And you can see it's a little thick. And my friend, I had several friends that was walking the crazy faith with me. Nine years ago, nine's the number of birthing, and I had a friend that bought this for me. And so I started filling it out, and of course, you know, I got mad, got discouraged, and I'm like, I'm sick of it. Feral, New Year's Eve, when I wasn't coming to your house, and I walked out and stayed at the fire by you, it's because I didn't want to be there. Because New Year's Eve, I was saying the same thing I said in 2009, New Year's Eve. I'm not spending another New Year's Eve by myself. I'm not doing it. I'm sick of it. 
And I was mad, and I was, and Natasha's like, you need to come over, you need to And I, oh, okay. And I ended up going at 11.30, but I needed, I didn't need girls. I needed a man around me, a safe, a safe one. And so he and I stood out the fire. He's like, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And all the time, the inside of me is just screaming, I'm not doing New Year's Eve by myself again. I'm not. And I was, and he probably never knew it. And then finally he's like, well, let's go in, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And we did. I don't know if any of y'all recognize that, but I was so mad New Year's Eve this year because I'm si- I'm sick of it. And this had went in my drawer and in my closet a year and a half ago probably because I quit planning. Well, in here... I have my little bags. Here's my colors, purple and silver. These are my bags that Pharaoh's going to do the salt covenant for us. Not the sand thing, the true biblical salt covenant. Because when you mix his salt and my salt together, you don't know which is one. The colored sand, you can tell, oh, his was the blue, mine was the pink, his was the purple, mine was the silver. No, it's salt. You can't tell it. Heads up, Pharaoh. In here, nine years ago, that's my wedding dress. Of course, they don't make that no more because it's nine years old. But in my bridal ensemble page, Crazy Faith, preparing, uh, first fitting, May 13th, 2003. I actually went and tried that dress on in Jacksonville. And I had a friend go with me that believed, that believed in preparing way before I ever saw it. And on the way home, she gave me a word, said, oh, God says, you'll see it. What you've seen in the spirit, you'll see with your physical eyes. I got it wrote down. May 13, 2003. It's nine years later. In the closet, planning book. I have in my gift section... I had people believing with me. And I have a list. I picked out my Mikasa Everyday China. It's got a butterfly on it, of course. I had people, and I went online registered, left the groom's name blank. People bought me pieces of my China. If you've been in my house and been in my beach room, under my daybed is nothing but wedding stuff. And I just told all of Providence about that. There's china, there's tablecloths, there's plasticware, there's favors, there's bubbles, there's mints that's probably not that good. There's all these things for this, this wedding. There's votive candles. You know, and it's all under there waiting. And I stashed it and I put this book because I was mad and I gave up of preparing. Because I started out planning and I quit preparing. I was mad, really, I was not mad, and then I was discouraged, and I was so disappointed. Disappointment can kill you, and it shuts you off because you're disappointed. It didn't happen on your timeline. My God, nine years that I started this, but way before that I wanted to be married. Three years old, we're playing house. In the um, wedding gift list, I have four people that bought me stuff. Dishes, unity candle, a card holder, um, the unity candle holder. And then, of course, I was buying myself stuff because that 
pattern was going out of date. So I, I have pretty much everything I need for China that gets me through. But it, it's the faith that they believed with me. And it was preparing. So after I said that to Sherry that day, I had to go get this. I had to go get it and take it out. It's not enough for somebody else to buy me a dish. I have to go prepare. I have to go buy the dish. Be honest, I've been looking at lingerie. Oh my word. And to be honest, I have two pair that somebody bought me. And then I found one that I liked six years ago and bought it. They're hanging in my closet, waiting, waiting. That's crazy. If a sales lady would say, oh, you get me. Oh, no. What would I do? It's not enough for me to believe that you want to go to school and you're planning on it and me go buy you a, a lamp. You have to go buy you a lamp. A baby, it's not enough for me to go buy you a bunch of clothes because I want you to have a girl and buy pink dresses. You have to go buy the first dress. You have to go buy it. Because your faith takes action. Yesterday in Brunswick, I had to tell this girl, I said, I need to give you some instruction. You need to go buy baby clothes. Couldn't find out she comes here. And I, I didn't realize that. So I, I said, I don't feel so bad now because she comes to Providence. So. I said, and I said, crazy faith. And she started laughing because I knew right where she was. And I said, if it takes buying a blanket or a bib every week till you get pregnant, you go buy a bib. And she started laughing. And I said, green or yellow or blue or pink, God will tell you what color to buy. But you have to do it. You have to activate your faith. Sowing the seed. What do I sow for this? What do I sow for that? Of course, you know, one of the big questions in the single community of Providence. What do I sow for a husband? My first response, you want love. Sow love. My financial seed, it's not how bad do you want it, because that would be easy. Or how bad do you want it? No. Comes back to abundance and a sacrificial offering to see God move above and beyond. I decided I was down in um, Naples, Florida a few weeks back and Decided to listen to Gary Cassis CDs two through five all the way home. And number four, I can tell you exactly where I was when he told me what seed to sow. I was five miles south of I-10 on 301. And a number dropped because he was talking about sowing seed. I was like, oh my God, uh-uh, uh-huh. And the next thing on the CD was, don't be scared. <laughs> oh my word. And I was on the way, it was Friday, I was on the way to get here to come to church, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> and, and I knew, so, you know, of course, I didn't come home because, I mean, I come home to church and I didn't sow the seed because, you know, I'm single. <laughs> That's crazy sacrificial offering to see God move above and beyond. He's got to move above and beyond where I've ever been before because that's a whole new world. So I, um, we'll come back to that. We was in a... You say just a minute? Keep going? Okay. Good. We was in, Farrell and I was in a conversation, or, well, actually, I was listening to a conversation because the question was asked to him, what do I sow? 
And I'm sitting there smiling because this seed that I have is in my pocketbook. It has been in my, I wrote it out and dated it May 13th, 2012, nine years to the day that I tried that dress on. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, th- I'm four days away from that being exactly nine years And I'm, if you don't know me very well, I am big into colors and numbers. That was my thing before I ever touched Providence. Oh, oh, let me see what that that number means, so-and-so. That number means so-and-so. So nine years, it was May 13th. And when we had that conversation, I started smiling. And I didn't say nothing because God was giving me this teaching. And I was had the seed in my pocketbook. But I was watching because I am computer, you know, and deal with finances of churches and stuff. I use Microsoft money at home. So I wrote that check out, but I was watching my account to see. Okay, am I going to go in the red? Because, oh you know, I'll be sure before I drop that thing in the church. I, I might need to hold that, hold on to it. So that seed has been in my pocketbook since May 13th, 2012. So, and he said, he told this person, he said, you can only sow seed only when you are ready to harvest. Oh my God, I got to get home and write that in my notes. My word. I've been sitting on that seed. I have been waiting 15 years and sitting on my seed of, to move above and beyond for three weeks. And I am, I am way, way, to be very honest, I am way over ready to harvest. I'm way over it, okay? Monica and I's conversation, oh, I'm so over it. I'm over it. Oh, got some, mm, I'm over that. I'm over it. Done, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Sowing seed only when you are ready to harvest. So you have to check yourself. Okay, I'm going to sow a seed. For example, this CRCT score. I'm going to sow a seed. Are you ready to harvest that seed? Are you ready to explain what happened? You know, having a baby. My sister wants a baby. And, um, and I, so I'll use her. Is she ready to have a baby? I think she's, been, she's way over it because both other sisters have had babies and I'm single, so that eliminates me for now. But is she ready for the nine months and to have a lifestyle change and grow with the baby? If she's not ready, she can't sow a seed. Because if you a farmer plants corn, he's getting corn and he's going to have to harvest it. If he plants onions, he's going to get onions. Are you ready for that to come true? So I really, you know, I enjoy single life. Riley has heard part of my testimony. I love it. I have been all over the world. You know, I go and do what I want to. If I want to go to McDonald's at 1 a.m., I can go to McDonald's at 1 a.m. I love being single. But now, because God has brought me, you know, I don't love it as much as I used to. But it was a ch- he had to change me and check me. Natasha, I don't know how long ago it's been, up here one night, she got me about my ring. Now, my ring, I bought in Greece. I love that ring. And she held my hand. She said, you're going to have to get rid of that. Greece. I bought that thing in Greece. That's a memory of my trip. You're going to have to get rid of it. Well, I don't know about that. I wasn't ready. So I took it off, you know, and it's in my jewelry box. And every now and then I'll wear it. But if I put it on this hand, I have to have something on this hand because I'm unbalanced. That's why you don't see anything because this hand feels funny with this hand bare. But I took it off. I had, but he, I had to go through a process of, uh, okay. So now it's like it feels funny with anything on 
So it's different things. Uh, some of us have put off and put off things God has told us to do. Some of you, God told you to go buy something for your seed, and you hadn't done it yet. He's told you to clean out your closet and make room for your husband. You hadn't done it. He's told you to go buy a lamp for college, and you haven't done it. That could be the key to your college being paid for. Because your obedience and your action. Another conversation. I was in on. Somebody said. Oh, we're prophetic. How can we plan that? I'm an organizer and I'm a planner. It made me mad. Because of my personality and because of me wanting everything in line. Well, it irritated me. I won't say it made me mad. And I said, well, you know, that's kind of lined out. What? What's so prophetic about that? So anyway, I got home and was, and was thinking about it. And this is what the God, God told me or Holy Spirit told me. Being prophetic is not an excuse to procrastinate. It's a lack of excellence and it's disobedience. Being prophetic is not an excuse to procrastinate. It's a lack of excellence and it's disobedience. And we at Providence use that as an excuse. It's a lack of excellence and it's disobedience. Being prophetic, and you know, if you're at Providence, they, we say we're all prophetic. And we have procrastinated because we need to pray about it. God told you to do it. Why are you praying about it? He's going to discipline you if you don't obey. Because he disciplines those he loves. And they're not fun. I think this is part of my discipline having to show everybody that I wasn't, I quit preparing. That is exposure. John 16, 13. Here's the backup to that. John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. If we're praying John 16, 13, we're all prophetic because Holy Spirit is telling us of things to come. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide Kim into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell Kim what He has heard, and He will tell Kim about the future. Now, he might, he's not going to tell me everything because I probably couldn't handle it if, you know, because I've asked him to show me my husband and he hadn't. So apparently I just can't ha handle it. I'm going to be overwhelmed as it is <laughs> because he's, he's here. Find your word. John 16, 13 is a good word to write on an envelope. Sowing faith finances to match your word that you got. Your word, Riley. Your word, Bryson. You got Bibles. Find one that applies to your college life. What's he going to do? There's, it's no accident what college you go to. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. What is in Tifton at ABAC for you? It's not just to go to school. God's Word, here's your equation for math people. God's Word plus my faith seed equals promises fulfilled. Your point of contact. 
my point of contact, the seed that is going to take you farther than you have ever been is the seed that has never been sown by you. This seed, I can assure you, has never been sown. But I I made my own envelope. Because I need you to agree with me. I got Matthew 21, 22, Mark 11, 24, 2 Corinthians 1, 20, Psalms 37, 4, Ephesians 3, 20, 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. And those are not for my business. They are not for my children. These are the ones that say his promises are yes and amen. The ones I read in the beginning. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that Kim asks or thinks according to the power that worketh in Kim. All things Kim asks in prayer, believing Kim will receive. I also have my point of contact dates. I have 4-14-12 when John and Tolly was here. I have May 13th, 2003, the first day I tried on my wedding dress. I have 2010, because in 2010, I don't remember the date, because I had the Vita Nueva weekend going on, but there was one night where somebody said, a man is coming. Of course, I fell over. (laughs) Because I, I had just released someone else. And said, okay, I'm following you. And he told me to release him. And I released him. And it wasn't a week later that was said to me. So I don't know when in 2010, but that's just three dates. There's more that I wasn't, you know, I didn't write down. Because I didn't think they were important. Some of them I might have been tired of hearing them. A date. A scripture. Make your own little envelope at home. Riley, if you want to bling it up, bling it up. It's your seed, and and nobody can tell you what your seed looks like. He tells you what your seed looks like. And I'm going to tell you like he told me off that Gary Cassie CD. Gary Cassie CD. Don't you dare stop because of fear. Because it's going to be an amount that scares you. Now, there are some seeds, CRCT, I'm just going to sow and plant that seed for that. But if you're going to see God move above and beyond in your life, and for my case, a husband, that's somewhere I have never been and never even been close to that top of the mountain. So I have to do a seed that scares me, but is something I have never done before. And it scared me so bad, I've been sitting on it since May 13th. Fear is not of God. Perfect love casts out fear. And I have perfect love through him. Because my income is irregular, I could sow this seed and not draw a paycheck for two weeks. That's what scares me. Because I'm single. (laughs) If Kim don't meet the bills... So my my dependency on God is very, very strong. I am independent, but dependent on Him because He is my provider, and He has watched me for several years. I want to share with the last thing, because I really don't know how to close it, except I'm going to go drop my seed in the basket. The planter planting my seed for my husband. So guess what? Today, May 25th, 2012, is my other point of contact. Memorial Day weekend. John Natale, when he was here, talked about building stones as a memorial. And immediately there's a song that's called Faithful that talks about we'll build these stones in remembrance to you. Memorial. Last night when we got home, I I had no idea there was a tropical storm out there. So I went online to see, no accident, no accident, Natasha, Friday night, 
Refreshing winds. Refreshing winds. Winds are supposed to be 35 to 45 miles per hour. Not enough to damage. Blow things around. Guess what? That's not a destructive wind. It's a refreshing wind coming. If, when you walked out of the house this morning, it wasn't a hot, sticky south. It was a cool wind. Refreshing is cool to the skin. There was a prophecy on Elijah list a few weeks ago. A wind of change is coming. And in parentheses, they made a point. To, and he said, not winds of change. A wind. A wind of change is coming. So, you know where your wind of change is coming. If you don't, he's going to tell you. For Riley, wind of change is coming in August, I'm sure. But it's already happened when you graduated. It, and it's a shifting. You just shifted out of high school into the beginning of womanhood. Because you're going in off to college. You know, a wind of change, a wind, one wind. Day of Pentecost, a rushing mighty wind. He didn't say winds, a wind. One wind laid them all out. So I was looking at the tropical storm update thing. And this was the last thing that it said. For those under a watch, what are, you, what are you looking for? I'm looking for my husband. What are you looking for? For those under a watch, continue with your preparations, your actions. Not your plans, which is a noun. Your actions of preparations. And listen for possible warnings. My word. Continue looking for your promise. Continue with your equipping, putting your hands to... To make competent as by training, make ready in advance. And listen for possible warnings. For me, a warning could be, don't go meet that person. Because if I don't lis listen for a warning, I could be in the wrong place at the wrong time and miss that first initial sighting of my husband. I have got to listen to him for possible warnings. When I, my Greece trip a few years ago, I wanted to go. I said, if I ever go out of the country, I'm going to Greece. That's where I'm going. So this trip come about, and um, it was when I was dabbling in Providence and dabbling. Well, the Lord set me up with this group from California that's all in the prophetic, and that's who I was going with. And it was just a connection online. That's it. So I was talking to my friend. I said, you know, I really want to go, but it's expensive. and I just don't know about that. And she said, Kim, do you want to go? Yes, I do. She said, then go. He'll tell you if you're making a wrong step. Well, okay. Because it was, oh, i got to pray about it. No, Go. And guess what? He never told me. And of course, you know, I was set up because it was all prophetic people on the cruise with me. And I was still dabbling in Providence. And they said, do you go to church? I said, well, I go to, you know, denominational church. But I dabble in this little prophetic church. Oh, well, you need to be over there. And that was my first experience. They made me prophesy over somebody. I'm like, oh, I've never done that. And put me in the chair with a bunch of strangers from California. So, you know, it's, it's not, oh, let me pray about, should I go, should I not go? It's, if you want to do it, do it. If I want to go buy five things of bridal lingerie, I'm going to do it. 
He'll tell me if I'm not supposed to. If I'm going to go try on my dress. You know, that, which Monica and I conceded that there is a line of crazy faith. And buying a dress before the husband is the line. But if I want to go try them on, that's up. He'll tell me if I'm not supposed to. He'll tell me. My sheep know my voice. You're his sheep. You know his voice. Say, I know, my, I know his voice. He'll warn me. Did you hear yourself? You hear his voice. Be confident in that. Seed. Say, I agree. With Kim. My point of contact is May 25th, 2012. And all the other dates. And the dates that I don't remember. It is way overdue. And you will see a wedding in Providence. So three months and I, you don't see anything, you better come to me and say, I believe, Kim, because it may be an off day for me. Riley, you better say, Miss Kim, I see your husband. I see your husband. You better come encourage me because I can't buy everything for my wedding before he gets here. So I may need you to say, oh, I believe, Kim, I, he's coming. He's coming, Kim, because I may be mad that day and disappointed. Disappointment is worse. I can tell you I was on I-59 between Birmingham and Chattanooga one night, and it was raining cats and dogs. And I was listening to some CD, squalling my eyes out, mad. God, I am sick and tired of hearing of all these 20-year-olds getting married and engaged. Where is he? And it was probably 10 miles that I cried. But I was mad. Where is he? And I, and I rejoiced with him, and I have rejoiced with people gritting my teeth. Gritting my teeth. Because I am older than you think I am. But gritting my teeth, I, I am so happy for you. And in my mind thinking, okay, God. Hello, I am down here. May 25th, a memorial. A memorial. He's going to give you a seed. You know... Denominational churches, traditional, even some, some not traditional. Prepare your hearts to give. I can come in the door planning to give $5. But preparing my heart is, I know you're going to take care of it. Preparing. What is the number he's given me? And, and saying Ephesians 3.20. Okay, $3.20. You better try, aim a little higher. Because if you don't have any income, $3.20 might be a lot. It's the widow's might. But $320 is going to knock a dent in that checking account. And it's going to be, uh, oh, Lord, I got a bill this week. Because this right here, I can assure you, it can go other places. But it is more important for me, New Year's Eve, to have my husband so I can give him a New Year's kiss. Because I'm not doing it again. I have given a, a testimony on single life. And I, the last time I did it, I said I wasn't doing it again. And this year, it come to the point where I thought I was going to have to give it again. And I started crying. I said, oh my Lord, I don't want to do that. I have to eat that crow. I got to eat words. I said I wasn't doing it no more. But... You know, of course, then I caught myself. But if that's what he wants to do, I'll do it. And immediately, the girl that was supposed to do it, her voice cleared up overnight. <sighs> I did not want to have to eat them words. And it's hard to walk away from that. Because like I said, it could be, you know, 
two or three weeks before another check. But I believe with everything in me down to my pinky toe. It's there. I've been sitting on it for two weeks. In the natural, I want to make sure, you know, had enough money for the bills. Two weeks. What seed do you have in your pocketbook that he's told you to sow and you're carrying it around? Oh, might not be ready to harvest that one. So you have to check it. Am I ready? Am I ready to harvest? Because it could be a life change, a husband, a baby, a college. You know, or it could be for CRCT scores. And that's still important. But a sacrificial to go to see him move above and beyond because here's my plan. We're going to have a video before the wedding, and we're going to tell our story. You know, while everybody's getting seated. And there, there will be no doubt whatsoever that God did it. No doubt. When they, before I ever walk down the aisle, they're going to look at each other and say, Well, that was God. Yes, it was. Because he's going to get the glory I did not stay single for all these years for some second place husband to walk in the door. It's going to be the right one or it ain't going to be one at all. I will not settle. And I never thought about it being a mountain until Farrell said the other night or when he taught, you know, there's mountains in their life. And I'm like... Well, I never thought about that being a mountain. It's just something I've wanted. Because mountains, you know, mountain be ye removed in the name of God. That's trials and tribulations. A mountain? Wanting to be married is a mountain? Okay. And then Janie said not long ago, Things that were spoken, oh, you'll never get married. Thankfully, people have become accustomed to me being single, which that could be a bad thing too. So they don't ask me as much when you get married. Monica and I, Valentine's night, I was going to have a party. Because, you know, usually Valentine's, I'm cruising because I'm anti-Valentine's. And so I had a party. So I called my daddy and said, I need to know, um, I need to know how to make soup. My daddy's a wonderful cook. Him and Farrell could go head to head, and they tie. Um, and so he gave me the recipe, and she come over, because we're going to have this big party. Now, I've planned a party at Christmas, uh, New Year's, not New Year's, because that's Cooksey House, uh, Valentine, just a party. And we're like, okay. Who are we going to invite? Me and you. <laughs> Guess we're not having a party. It's me and you. Because we don't even know no men. The single women of Providence. God has, it's got to be God because there are no single men in Providence. Last Sunday, I counted. Do you know that we had seven married people and six single people? Did you know Providence is that full of singles? It was 50% above the age of 21. I did not realize that. Half our people are single. So... It's not just me. I'm just like Pharaoh. I'm just ready for my harvest because he didn't call Monica and Melissa. Now they might say they're ready, but it's God's timing. So it's what are you ready for? What what harvest are you ready for? I could sow a seed as a grandma. 
I could sow a seed as an ant. Planning versus preparing. Oh, I plan to get married. Oh, I plan it. I plan on having twin boys. And no, I have not bought any blue blankets, but I will not touch a pink blanket in my house. I don't have a pink blanket. Daylene said last night, oh, you're, you're preparing for girls. No, I ain't. I have one niece. That's all I need, unless the other girls have a niece. I'm all boys. Not that I don't love girls, but I'm all boys. Growing up, I babysat for five families, and every one of them was boys. And they all come in twos, interestingly enough. Am I going to plan, have a method in my mind, or am I going to prepare to make ready in advance, putting your hand to, prepare as an action, prepare, 